With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. All right, Pharrell on the bench with you. So in the Belmont Stakes, uh, John DeSilva, Parks, morning line odds maker, he's going. Uh, it's race 10. The Belmont Stakes is race 10. He's going 10-8-2-1. 10-8-2-1. And then uh, he even gave us some other uh, dandies. Race 7, 4-5-10-6. 4-5-10-6. Race 8. Exact uh, box two one race nine seven five two three seven five two three. So there you have it. Ah. Uh, anyway, so my buddy uh, wanted to. Uh, he reached out to me and and just wanted to check in with me in terms of uh, tomorrow playing basketball. He just wanted to make sure uh, that I don't get in a fist fight uh, tomorrow because. Uh, didn't I tell you the story last week, Carver High, that like some dude started up with me before the game even started? You did say that. Like so, like I'm there, and it wasn't even me. Like I wasn't even, I wasn't the issue. I became the issue. So what happened was my teammate who who invites me to play in this outdoor game. Uh, I know, I know the guy, and he's a buddy of mine. I play ball with him all the time. So this other guy starts up with him before we even start playing. He just starts up with him, like they were face to face. They were gonna throw hands, and I was like, "Dude, are you for real, bro? Are you seriously getting in a fight before we even play one point? <laughs> we haven't even started yet, and you're in a fight." I go, "Dude, you're a D." And then I called him a bunch of other names, and I go, "And not only that, you're a fat ass." I go, "No one's afraid of you, you fat ass." I go, you can't stop nobody, you slow fat ass. And it was on. This guy wanted to kill me. And it took like four people to hold him back from like coming after me. I was like, because I'll just, I'll do it, man. Lame beer, whatever you want. Mahorn, what do you want? You want to fight? Let's go. Want to play dirty? Then we started the game. He started like trying to do some, some heavy screens on me. You start screening me dirty, I'll, throw, I'll knock your teeth out with an elbow. I will literally knock your teeth out of your face. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table. 
with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. All right, Pharrell on the bench with you. Also, uh, he said race seven, a 50 cent pick four, uh, four, five, six, ten with one, two, uh, two, three, five, seven with uh, one, two, eight, nine, ten for 80 bucks. You can also use those uh, horse in, in race eight, pick three, and race nine, double. Threw in nine, pick four because uh, he respects Edzo and can't lose a pick four. Uh, Pletcher, is that enough for you, Carbohydrates, or is that like Portuguese to you? Uh, I've got it all down. I he sent them to me as well. I plan on making a couple of plays tomorrow in the other races besides the Belmont, where I haven't done that much homework. Yeah. I will maybe take some of these John De Silva picks and see if we can roll it all into a couple bucks here. All right. So, do you think I should go back to play basketball in the morning? Which I am. Do you think I should go back uh, or do you think I should avoid uh, the uh, guy that wants to kill me? Uh, because well, like yeah. uh, he, he he reached out to me. He's like, you know, uh, hey, I don't know about tomorrow. <laughs> I'm like, bro, <laughs> I'm not afraid of your fat friend. Yeah, look, I, can you just points on him? He can't stop me. There's not like they're all good players. Right. But they all know already. I played twice with him. They already know what happens. I mean, I, I'm as cocky as ever. When I say this, I will score from anywhere. I'll score from a horse's ass. I, I can score from anywhere. I literally will score from anywhere. I can hit. I, I mean, like I can hit from anywhere. <laughs> I'll hit step back 30 footers. I mean, I just absolutely drain them. Let's I mean, just I take a afraid. break with the fights. Let's just get away from the fights, okay? I, I you, stop you know, just with all the fighting and just stop with the fighting. Just if just somebody wants to just leave it alone, just go and ball. All the violence and the and the language, the the haymakers and the fighting and the spitting, the coughing on people, all of that. All right. Uh, so, do we have Steve in Pittsburgh? Eight four four eight four three six eight seventy nine. Steve. Hey, Pharrell, can you hear me? I got you, brother. What's happening? Man, I'm a big fan. I've been listening for a number of years. A buddy of mine turned me on when you were on, uh, you know, the, the space network. One of the funniest things I've ever heard you do was you called in they had you on on the fan when you first got to the Vatican network. Right. And it was the afternoon I was sitting in the bus on the Smithfield street bridge and you called in and you started, you ripped those guys a new language. Can we not have all the swearing? Uh, Steve, you can't just drop bombs on the air. All right, hang up. Bye. See you. Thanks. I love you, dude. Listen, honestly, it's so dirty. Like, honestly. 
All right, so go ahead. Did, did you get rid of him, or is he still there? All right, go ahead, Steve. Just don't cuss. I got enough problems. I'm sorry. I didn't think that was cussing. Um, uh. <laughs> you, you tore into those guys. You said, <laughs> I should be on the air on this network, and at the time, you were not. And it was so funny. And those guys that were on the local station, when you got off the phone, they did not – know whether to shack or go blind they, right. it was it was the funniest thing ever and and i you know i loved you before that and when right. you got on there i i thought that was the greatest thing so i mostly just called to give you a few strategically placed kisses um no reason other i have no questions other than go Steelers. Right. and uh right. hey uh Thank you for being on the phone and on the air. Yeah, man. I appreciate it, Steve. Thanks, brother. I appreciate you a lot. Listen, here's the deal. Okay, like, look, I love that station, uh, the fan in Pittsburgh. It was a great uh, station uh, to be on for me. It's my hometown. Uh, I'm a I'm a Steeler, uh, Pirate Penguin, through and through. I grew up in Pittsburgh. I lived my whole life in Pittsburgh. I love Pittsburgh. I love the station, uh, Gracie and everybody there that uh, runs it. I'm I'm friends with all of them. I love uh, Kale Berger. Everybody there, all the hosts, all the people, even. Um, you know, there's other stations in that radio group there, like, uh, you know, news stations and everything else. They got all country, they got rock, all the rest. But they, they run it all in, in uh, Green Tree out of, uh, you know, right outside Pittsburgh, up in the South Hills. And, um, you know, it was always cool to be on there for me, to be on in my hometown and to be loved there by the fans. And uh, when my dad was dying... Uh, I went back and did all the shows live in Pittsburgh there. And strangely enough, like, I don't even remember. Oh, so one year I was there because he uh, fell and got hurt. It slipped on the ice and like, uh, like got really hurt badly and was in ICU and was hanging by a thread his life. And uh, I was there for that. And then I did shows there for like a week from uh, this is like a few years ago. And then uh, last summer, right around now, July 2nd, he died. And I uh, was there for, you know, the last, I guess, week of his life. And uh, I remember like, whatever, I went, I went there, I think Carver High, right? I went once for, he, he had had a stroke and I went there and did a few shows. Then I went home and I did some shows in New York and then he, uh, and then he had a heart attack and died and I had to go back. And then I went yeah. back and I did a couple shows and did the funeral, right? Far be yeah. it from CBS. They're like, listen, it's so horrible. Your father dropped dead. Uh, you're going to be live tonight, right? Yeah, just do the show from Pittsburgh. You'll be fine. Just do it there, okay? I, I'm sorry about what happened, but we'll just do the show in Pittsburgh. I'm so- Thanks, yeah. Scott. Listen, you have to bury your father. It's a tremendous loss. You'll be live at 10, correct? Do I need to call Jim? Like God, I can't get anybody else. Can you just do it after the funeral? Ten o'clock at night. I'm gonna forget the day that it ended. The whole thing ended, right? The job ended, and I and I went to Sports Grid, and it came down to like uh, they're like, you can't just not be here tonight. It's just it's six o'clock. I can't at ten. I can't get any. You gotta come in, Scott. Don't do this to me. I mean, what's wrong with you? 
and just do the show. I know, I know you're leaving. Just do the show. <laughs> I'm not doing the show, bro. I'm gonna. I'm. I, I'm leaving. You guys screwed it up. That's what happened. You screwed it up. Stop I mean, playing I, all that rock music, please. Please stop. No one cares about hockey and MMA. Stop. I'm still trying to sign Chris Russo to a new multi-year deal. <laughs> it's true. It's Moose and Maggie. I got him. I'm doing midday. I'm moving Joe and Evan. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, we were the coolest people there. They didn't know what to think of me. They didn't know what to do with me. I mean, let's face it. It was bad. But whatever. Uh, it is what it is. Anyway, I love being on in Pittsburgh, and I love that station. And uh, I'm on in Pittsburgh now. I'm on now in Pittsburgh. So, uh, you know, we're on the new network, and and they carry the show in Pittsburgh. They carry it everywhere. Uh, the show's on and like, I'm not even kidding you, Carver High, it's like 300 markets and it's like on satellite radio. I think it's going to be on satellite radio more and more. I think with the COVID, they, they don't schedule people. This is just the truth. I'm not going to play all these games with the, don't talk about the situation. Don't, don't just, don't bring it up. Don't bring up that there's no one there engineering it in Pittsburgh or in, uh, wherever the hell it is. Just don't even bring it up. Uh, so the, in New York, they don't during the COVID, they don't have anybody after midnight running it. They just don't. So they're like, once everybody stops dying, we'll 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 have someone in there. We'll we'll carry the show then. <laughs> like, all right. Call me when everybody's done dying. Thanks. <laughs> I can't keep track of all the rules and such. Pharrell, don't say this. Don't say that. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't bring it up. Use this. Use that. Do this. Do that. All right, look, I'm I'm blind. I'm deaf. I'm old. But I got a sick jumper. And I'm good in bed. By the way, I've been just getting so much leg lately. Oh, my God. I mean, honest to God, such a lover. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you, because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, bro on the bench. I'm sending my uh, buddy all the uh, picks for the Belmont tomorrow. Very important uh, that I get that in. I get all kinds of death threats until I get uh, all the picks done and and send them to my uh, degenerate friends. 
that have just gargantuan gambling problems. So I want to clear that up before I go to bed because they're like, dude, if I can't track you down tomorrow, what am I going to do? I'm like, listen, bro, I play ball at 9 to 11. I get in a fist fight by 10, 15, and then I'll uh, I'll send you the pics when I get home. Anyway, uh, there's a lot going on today. We got to get into all this stuff. I'm, I, I got to be honest. I'm sick of talking about the race. I really am. I'm sick of talking about it. I can't I can't do it anymore. So anyway, uh, some of the things I wanted to talk to you about, uh, Carver High, by the way, 844-843-6879 to get on, and uh, we'll take your calls. I just wanted to look at some of this stuff. All right, so the uh, virus today, right? I have to talk about that. Like, it truly is amazing to me that uh, just of all days, right, like today, Pain-Free Friday, was there not just a litany of people, like, coming down with this thing? Uh, it, was, like all- it was crazy today. I mean, the laundry list of of people and different sporting uh, entities. I mean, you had all today get announced. You had the NHL guys. You had the Tampa situation, Austin Matthews. You had the 49er player who was working out in Nashville with other guys. You right. had the, the Clemson. What was Clemson? 25, 23 players, somewhere in that area. Like the whole team. You had uh, the Blue Jays. You had the Philadelphia Phillies. You had right. the PGA golfer. Who was the PGA golfer? Uh, what was his Watney. name? What? Yeah, they're Watney. You had him as well. I'm I'm probably leaving people out. I, I mean, it, oh, the uh, Giants too. San Francisco Giants in Arizona and Scottsdale. They closed their uh, facilities as well. Uh, I mean, honestly, all of that in one day. That is just insane. So now they've uh, closed down the Phillies. The Blue Jays, so Clearwater and Dunedin, and then what'd you say, Scottsdale Giants? Scottsdale, Arizona, yeah, Giants. All right, so today on uh, Coast to Coast, I said that um, the two biggest spikes in states right now of the COVID are Florida and Arizona. Did I not say that? And then I said that if they shut down the Phillies and the Blue Jays, and then uh, that's going to lead to shutting down. I'll bet multiple Grapefruit League teams, they're all going to start shutting down like flies. And then I said, uh, Arizona's just as bad as Florida. Watch that. They'll shut down the Cactus League, too. And sure enough, by the end of the day, the Giants had shut theirs down. This is not good, people. I mean, honestly, like, it's bad enough that these morons can't cut a deal. It's bad enough that that Manfred and, and Clark, these two buffoons, Cannot get their act together. These owners are billionaires sitting around drinking Manhattans and martinis. These players are sitting around saying we've never won in a strike. We've never won in a lockout. All we ever do is bend over and take it from the owners. We're not going to do that this time. No matter what, no matter what, we're going we're gonna to stand here and we're going to fight. And they've done that. And so they've just been so painful, the players. They just refuse any offer at all. They have literally, for three months, they've gone back and forth and refused everything. They couldn't agree on whether the sun was out or not. So they've fought, and they're still fighting. Now, tonight, they have come out with another story tonight that the owners are— the the baseball has told Players Association it will not make a counteroffer to the union's 70-game proposal— and the league is talking with the owners this weekend to discuss its next options moving forward. The last baseball offer was 60 games. They could try to implement a uh, 50-odd range. In other words, now they're going below 60 
and the players want 70. And it's simple. The players want more games so they get more money. Prorated full salaries, no problem. But the less games means the less money. But meanwhile, the biggest problem is now, not that they can't come to an agreement, not that they're not smart enough, which I really I don't believe they're smart enough. I really do not believe. And I mean this, like Rob Manford is a lawyer and somehow he got this job. And ever since he's had it, he's butchered the job. I, I don't care what anybody says. He has butchered this job. He is, he makes Bud Selig look like God. He really does, right? He makes Bud Selig look like God. Meanwhile, Bud Selig oversaw the greatest drug scandal in the history of modern sports, right? And then, uh, but I like Bud Selig way better than I like this guy. And I mean, it's not even close. Then uh, you got the uh, players rep, which is Tony Clark. And I've said this, I'm going to simplify this. He was a terrible player. He's a terrible uh, union rep. Terrible. The guy, his middle name should be Tony Terrible. And it, uh, he really is awful. Even even that goatee of his is horrible. I can't even look at it. I, now I'm getting personal. And I am going to get personal. Is it all right for Ed Olchek to make fun of me today? He said I look like Mitch Williams. Well, then t- terrible Tony looks awful, too. All right, so they can't agree on anything. They hate each other's guts. And that's the least of their problems now. Money is the biggest issue, right? That's not even the least of their problems. The least of their problems, money, arguing, games, DH, uh, you know, Anything else, you can't even come up with another uh, problem because the only problem is, the only thing that matters is, is that everybody's getting sick with the COVID. They can't stay healthy. No one knows when this invisible killer is going to strike. This is the biggest problem going on in our world right now. Can you believe that we have this idiot running this country and he's going to have a sold out rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma tomorrow night at an absolutely packed arena? Just filled, not even there's not one foot to move in this thing. That's how many people they're letting into this thing. They've had um, they've had over a million requests to go to this thing. Did you know that? So they're going to let all these people pack into this arena in Tulsa like sardines. And how about the press secretary and the president saying they're not wearing masks? She said it's a personal decision. It's a personal decision. In Portuguese, what uh, that means is, is that he said, if you wear a mask, you're fired. No one's wearing masks because they're all uh, just basically stupid idiots. She's a stupid idiot. So is he. And that anyone that goes to that, listen, all you people there, you're idiots, honestly. Who in their right mind is dumb enough to go to that and just ask? You know, it's like asking to die. <laughs> it's like, here, like, can you imagine you're 65, 70 years old? You know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to go down to this arena and I'm going to let people breathe and spit and cough all over me. And I'm going uh, to get COVID and I'm going to die. What a plan. Just so I can go, uh, whatever, make America great again. Like, you've got to be a loser. <laughs> you just have to be a loser. You're a loser. That's it. Hate me all you want. And here's the funny thing. I worked for the guy. I worked for him in sports. When he ran the Affliction MMA, I did the play-by-play for him with Chuck Zito. I've, I've cashed checks from him. I, I know him. I know his son. 
They used to hang out on Howard Stern all the time. When I worked at Howard Stern, that's where I met them. I know them all. They they know me. Of course, they'll deny they know me now because they're, uh, you know, running the world. So they don't know anybody now. They're one of those people. Once they once they got huge and powerful, then they don't know you, right? Like his loser lawyer. I used to know this guy. This guy used to suck up to me and beg me to put his son on my a radio show. And then when he uh, got to the White House, the guy pretended like he didn't know me. Then he went to jail and bent over, and they called him Sally with a broom handle. And then they let him out of prison when the COVID broke. The luckiest guy on earth, right? But they all act like they don't know me. It's so funny. I know them all. I don't have a problem with the guy. I really don't. Other than, you know, uh, the way he's, you know, handled that gig is so embarrassing. I don't, I don't even care if you're left, right, middle. I don't care what you are. That dude's embarrassing. That's it. It's like, if you don't think that dude's embarrassing, then you're backward assed. I don't care what you think of me. <laughs> I just, I don't care. So, you know what I mean? Like, just so you're, we're clear here. I don't care what you think. You can kiss off okay that's a nice way of saying it but i don't understand why would you go to that and, and who in their right mind would go to that thing tomorrow meanwhile today everybody's dropping like flies right baseball teams football team the, the whole clemson team has it now if 23 got it i guarantee you 70 has it i mean 70 players at least the miami canes took 65 guys to camp at coral gables just to you know to come train I'm just counting the minutes until I hear 50 of them have it, right? I just, it's just a matter of time. And then, uh, you know, the Phillies, the Blue Jays, the Giants, um, the Lightning, right? Uh, Austin Matthews, uh, a golfer, Watney. Who doesn't have COVID now? Who doesn't have it? And I'm starting to wonder, literally, legitimately, I am doubting literally everything. I am now in... I have deep reservations on whether or not they're going to have college football at all. If I'm some dad of a kid playing college football in, let's say, Notre Dame or whatever, I'm just like, you're not going. You're, you're not doing it. You're not going to go play football in, in South Bend and die on me. It's not happening. Uh, you know, pro football, they refuse to change their plans, which is very dangerous. Like the league's like, we're starting on schedule. Damn it anyway. We're starting on schedule, whether you like it or not. We've got week three and four off, and we got bye weeks all set up the same way. We can, we can move the schedule around. You know, I'm starting to wonder, legitimately wonder, if they're going to have football at all, college or pro. I'm starting to, if the entire Tampa Bay Lightning and now uh, Austin Matthews, so uh, it's what, a matter of days before the rest of the uh, Leafs have it. So uh, at what point am I going to say they're not going to have the Stanley Cup playoffs? They're going to cancel that. Uh, the NBA going to live in a bubble in um, Orlando. Right now, I'm still okay with the NBA. They're going to live in the boy in a bubble plan. That plan is the best plan of all of them. The, the NHL plan is still too loose. Yeah, we're going to be in Vegas. We haven't decided on where the other one is. They already know who, who the West Coast one is. They already know. The league knows where they're going. They just haven't announced it yet. And uh, do you really even care at this point? I just care that the players all don't drop dead. I'm concerned about that. So I think the only thing that's safe right now is the boy in a bubble and, and, and golf, basically. All right, Pharrell on a bench. So uh, we argued uh, about it on the air today, and then uh, Carver High and I were just talking about it in the break, is that uh, Vegas, like, 
you know, if it's Vegas, one of the hub cities, and all the East teams are playing in Vegas, which is the word, right? That's the word that it's going to be there. Uh, that Vegas has already opened up. Like, there's all kinds of action in Vegas on the Strip and and downtown is is wide open. In fact, I'm looking at Vegas right now uh, as we speak, as they're getting ready for uh, the UFC at the Apex again tomorrow with another fight night, right? But here's the deal. Vegas is open, right? So you talk about isolating players, right, and having a bubble and everything, and they're going to put all the players in one hotel and then cart them over to the, you know, T-Mobile Arena to play. And I'm just not buying that. I just am not buying that if everyone's allowed to walk around Vegas, if everyone's allowed to go around Vegas wherever they want, if the strip's open and the casinos are open, a lot of them are. Not every one, but a lot of them are. And if if there's a lot of them open, you know, even if the ones that are closed, let's say hypothetically, let's I heard like New York, New York, they would let the that's where the players would be or something like that or MGM, whatever it is. Let's say it's New York, New York, and they stick them in there and it's it's closed off. The public can't get in there, or whatever. I still worry about. Now, I know you can get to that T-Mobile arena from inside that New York, New York, right, Carver? You can actually go through the hotel all the way literally to the door of the T-Mobile arena. You can literally – it lets you out right by the arena. Yeah, that's, that, that is probably as close as you can get um, there in that MGM park. You know, those two hotels are, you know, the closest where you can walk out of the back door of those places right. and take about, you know, 14 steps and you're in the T-Mobile arena. Do you remember when we had that stank-ass dinner at that California pizza? Oh, jeez. That was a tough scene. That was a bad you were, scene. You were trying to get us into somewhere. We were trying to go somewhere else that night. Some You wanted to go to some chicken joint, right? You were looking for the place over right. on the— and uh, place for, on the other side. For some reason, that just didn't work out for us because we— You got to remember, we had— you know, we were doing the show. It was a stressful day. You know, we were live in Vegas, and then, we, you know, we finished up at— uh, what was it? Uh, 10, I forget what time it was Vegas time, but you know, everything was, we're looking for somewhere to eat. You know, that was pretty much what it came down to. It was a Friday night. Some places were packed. And then we looked in that place and we were like, we're starving. Let's just go sit down. And right. I had just... eaten it. I'd eaten there before I lived in LA. They got them all over the place in Vegas and LA and everything else. There's only one place. Like I, if I'm not going to eat a really nice steak somewhere, like at craft steak or whatever. If I'm I'm gonna go to uh, wherever to Mirage at, at uh, you know, there's so many uh, places. I forget that place, Stack or whatever it's called. Um, if I'm not going somewhere nice, I'm going to In-N-Out Burger. That's it. In-N-Out that was, Burger rules. You know what I mean? You gotta fast. get you gotta get baked and and eat uh, In-N-Out Burger. In fact, it, it was great because uh, Anthony Bourdain loved that place, and he used to talk, he used to rant and rave about the burgers there and how uh, perfectly they make like their double. Like it's just the he said it's like the perfect burger, perfect condiments, perfect bun, perfect fries, perfect shakes, everything about the place. In and out burger. You and I, every time we're in Vegas, we hit the In and Out burger, right? We, like we wouldn't do, you rather we do just go hit there? It. Yeah. I would rather go there. I remember we live streamed the first time that I ate right. there. We went to Vegas the one time we took the live stream out. My right. first In and Out burger experience out there. That was some scene. Your virgin voyage with In-N-Out Burger? Yes, yes, I remember that well. But look, I don't believe for one minute that they can uh, – I am just not buying that they can do that uh, cleanly and healthy in Vegas. I do not believe 
that they can bubble the NHL players in Las Vegas and not be susceptible or contact with the public. I just don't believe it. Like, I actually believe that the NBA can pull it off in Orlando. I'm willing to accept that bribe. I'm willing to be bribed into believing that they can isolate them at the Disney uh, Wide World of Sports and in those three hotels, isolation, no problem. And But the problem I have is if it's Vegas, let's say they give them the New York, New York. I still don't trust them leaving that hotel for one second and even walking through the air in Las Vegas. You know, Las Vegas to me is just absolutely no rules, no laws, no limits, no love loss, just absolutely unhinged behavior of all kinds, like epic proportion, like over the top, like drug use prostitution, uh, drinking, gambling, and just smoking dope and cigarettes and cigars. Like it is every, it is the most, in my opinion, the most unhealthy place on earth is right there. Is it not? It is truly. And I have, I have lived there twice. I love Vegas. I've been, I'm there 15 times a year, right? I'm, I'm in Vegas more than anybody. And it is, there is no getting around it. It is just an absolutely, uh, and people that live there will deny it all they want. It's an unhealthy place. You cannot tell me that being there is healthy. I mean, everything about it is is over the top. Indulgence, right? Everything on, is pump crazy. That, pump that fresh o- oxygen into the casinos. That's good for you. Come on. Whatever, whatever that is. Whatever that is. I don't even know what that is. That is like, what, what are they gassing us? I don't even know. I, I don't even know what that is. Uh, that 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 just is dangerous in itself. Look, you and I have been in every casino downtown and on the strip, have we not? And and what? It's just a common thread. I mean, it's it's anyway you slice it. It is a little bit. It is a slice of hell, is it not? Uh, it is absolutely. You see some of the things that uh, you would think that there's a chance. That you've already fallen off and you're in hell. Like when you walk at some of those streets, especially late at night, and you look at some of the characters that are strolling along the street, especially in that downtown. I mean, you're going that downtown. I mean, those people are, uh, you know, listen, you can have some fun down there, but there are some characters when you're walking the streets down in Fremont Street. You can score uh, drugs or a hooker in less than five seconds in Las Vegas. (laughs) I mean, it is like. You don't even like you can't even trust the valet. I mean, you, it can all happen to you right in the parking lot. You don't. It's it, there is so much sin there and just atrocities and behaviors just outrageous. Like we have seen so many epic fails there. How many chicks have we seen fall on their face and smack their face off the cement in the parking lot or in the valet? Or how many of I've seen them fall right in the middle of the lobby? Right in this casino, like just boom, tip over like a tree. I've seen it all. I've seen projectile vomiting, you name it. I've seen it all there, everything. Don't even tell me that place is healthy, okay? You know, that place isn't even healthy at a hospital. I sure <laughs> don't, don't feel, here. I don't feel healthy when I come home from that place, that's for sure. Bro, have you ever, like, <laughs> like if you even go golfing for the day, like I, I've golfed there five million times. You go golfing there for like an hour, your lips are so chapped. Now, I know it's the desert, but you'll get like your nose will clog up like you're doing blow just from the desert, sand in the desert blowing through the air, just going through your brain. I'm not even making this stuff up. Honestly, how many times have you been there, Carver? I had the first two days you're there. You're like, God damn, I'm thirsty. And you're just chugging water in your room. It's because you're in the desert and you're completely bone dry like you just snapped five bong rips. 
Yeah, and then I double the dehydration by drinking like you know 15 beers after that. You know, you get there, you, you and then you just you you kind of just put the cherry on top. Let me go drink 15 beers and get myself even more dehydrated. Works out well. I've seen you drink 500 beers there. I've, I've seen had you some, drink 100 beers. I've had some really you, strong I've seen you ones there. 100 beers and tip at people you didn't even know. You won all this money on the Super Bowl, and you well, had that a stack. In your pocket, you had like thousands of dollars, like ten grand in your pocket, and you were tipping people you didn't even. You were tipping prostitutes that didn't even yeah. give you any love. To be fair, you know, I, I did really well in that game. That was the uh, when the Eagles beat the Patriots, and I hit right. a billion. I hit a billion props. I hit the game. I hit this. I had in games. I had all sorts of stuff, and we were literally running uh, to make the flight uh, that night because uh, the game was outstanding. It went long and. Um, I was walking out of the, the place we were staying, and there was a lot of people there that week who took very good care of me, whether they be bartenders or, or otherwise, and I wanted to show my appreciation for what was an outstanding week in Vegas where you won a lot of money around the Super Bowl. It was fun. Well, um, you tipped more people. I've never seen anything like it in my life. You were tipping people that had nothing to do with us. Like you were just walking by people, giving them $20 bills. And like, even the airport where I'm like, listen, bro, we're getting on a flight now. You don't have to tip the pilot. He I don't even know. Pilot. He gave <laughs> the pilot even... 20. The guy's like, thanks, son. I'm all right. <laughs> I don't like, even know. Oh, how they let me... I'm safe. I'm hammered. <laughs> I don't even know how they let me on the plane that night, to be quite honest with you. I don't know how they let me on the plane. I've been in way worse shape than you uh, at that airport and uh, strung out of my brains and on a four-day bender. And they were like, we're not letting you on the plane. And I'm like, dude, it's Pharrell. And the guy's like, all right, I'm in first class. I'm going to pass out in like 30 seconds. Please just let me pass out. And the guy's like, go ahead, Pharrell. Get on there. You're a mess. You reek. And I was like, ooh. So anyway, um, I wanted to say, did you see Enos Kanter's uh, dad finally got out of a Turkish prison? Do you remember that movie? What was the movie about the guy, Billy? Remember he got caught drug smuggling and he ended up in a Turkish prison? Do you remember that movie? What was it, Midnight Run? Yes. That was the greatest movie ever. Like the guy got thrown into like a smelly Turkish prison and he was the, and and he had to do like 20 years for having like a like a i think like an eight ball on him or something and uh the guy was rotting in a turkish prison every time i think of enos canter's dad i think of midnight run or whatever that movie was and um they let him out of prison today i think he's been in there for 7 years and then uh canter's like he got thrown into prison just because he's canter's dad like literally, it had nothing to do with a crime or anything else. They just think that, uh, you know, he's a uh, traitor, right? They like the whole deal is Canner. You know the deal. Canner has been blamed by the Turkish government for everything. Like he's done this story before, didn't he? When he on sixty minutes once, he said this is due to the pressure we put on the Turkish regime. He's been a critic of the uh, president. Um, and then uh, he's written this. They can no longer keep him from his freedom because of the spotlight we all put on his case. Uh, thousands of people wrongfully in jail in Turkey. I will not forget you. Uh, freedom, democracy, human rights. Um, they, he calls them dictators. He's clashed with the Turkish government for years to the point where Turkish passport, his Turkish passport was canceled in 2017. He fears leaving America over the prospect of being deported to Turkey. He played his first game outside the country in 10 years on Christmas Day when the Celtics won in Toronto. Turkish prosecutors have sought an international arrest warrant for Canner, citing his ties to uh, exiled uh, Muslim cleric. 
So can you imagine these Turkish people are chasing this basketball player all over the world trying to put him in prison? How pathetic is that? Uh, anyway, um, and, and this guy, Cantor, just never stops abusing this president, and they want him dead. They, like, want him dead so bad that they put his dad in prison. About everything about human rights and everything else, they threw his dad in prison. And um, I got to tell you, that guy, I like his game. He plays dirty. He's physical. He's violent. And uh, he, he means business when he plays basketball. I don't think he's any good. I don't, you know, he, he, I don't think he has game. He's like eight points a game if he gets massive burnt. It's a hack, but he's violent. He'll mess you up. Like, he's no joke. You do not want to get in a fight with Enos Canner. That guy means business. I'm glad his dad got out of prison. Can you imagine having your dad thrown in prison because of your uh, political beliefs? Just because you like, let's say you've, uh, let's say you're a Trump fan, and then they throw you in prison if you don't vote for him or something, or if you're a, a liberal or you're a, a Democrat and you don't vote for Trump and he throws you in prison. I could see Trump doing that to people. <laughs> you don't vote for him, he throws you in prison for life. Can you imagine? I wouldn't put it past him, would you? No comment oh, from there. No. That's a Carver. I doesn't want to go to prison. There you go. So baseball, baseball is just closing facilities everywhere. Oh my God! It's just every Astros player has COVID. Oh my God! NHL players left and right. There's more than just the uh, Lightning. I think there's another team involved too. Bob McKenzie's reporting on some other team that's got NHL. It. NHL said 11 players so far altogether. That's straight from them. Everybody's just getting it. Florida, Arizona, spikes everywhere. Normal, everyday, every chick, every guys everywhere, everywhere are getting it. It's craziness. All right, Pharrell on a bench. Uh, don't forget uh, Sports Rage, Marinci coming up next. Everywhere on these stations. What up, Byline? What up, kid? Anyway, uh, Sports Byline, what up, kid? Anyway, uh, I just wanted to say, uh, Carver, hi, good job uh, tonight. And um, are you doing anything for uh, Father's Day? Because I am. I'm going golfing with Haro. I know. We talked about this earlier. I can't believe that you're getting the old man out there on Sunday to, to kick the ball around a little bit. You got to tell me about his game. Uh, I wish I was playing golf on Sunday. Um, I'm going to, you know, we're going to run around, see the family a little bit. You know, we haven't uh, seen my parents or, you know, I've seen them, but. You know, we're going to go hang out in the backyard at my parents' house for a little bit. Olivia hasn't seen him. She'll get to run around, and uh, we'll stop right. at Nicole's Nicole's parents for a half hour. And then I'm going to come home and watch the end of the golf and uh, get drunk. There you go. I'm uh, I'm going to uh, golf with Haro at a really good uh, golf course in uh, New York. That, Tell uh, him I said thanks for the invite. Yeah, we've played together uh, at this place before, uh, and we've had fun at this place. And uh, he's a really good golfer, Haro, believe it or not. He's a, he's pretty much a scratch golfer. Now, I don't know. He's a little older now, whatever. He's not old. Well, but when, I mean, you, when, you, when you play 250 times a year, you better be good. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so he's like 65 or something, and he can still shoot uh, 72. Like, it's no joke. He, he, he'll beat me easily. But um, I'm a lot better than him at, you know, cheating. And I'm <laughs> more fun uh, golfing than he is. But I have to prepare myself because I, I, I just don't golf a lot anymore. I just play basketball. So golf to me kind of sucks. I went out like a few weeks ago. Remember, I went out and, and played on a Sunday a few weeks ago and I crushed the ball. So it felt good. But usually that's what happens. You'll go out and play once. You'll hit it really well. 
And then you think, man, I can really do this. And then you'll come back and play again the second time, and you'll just absolutely be terrible. All right, have a great Father's Day, everybody. I'll see you Monday on uh, Coast to Coast at 4 p.m. Eastern. See you.